Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. I've been hyping it up all show long. It's the conversation with Alex Myers from Golf Digest as the final major of the year is here. The Open Championship from Royal Liverpool at Hoy Lake. Alex, Kayla with you. Thank you so much for the time as always. How are you? I'm doing great, Kayla. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. A little bummed that this is now the final major of the year to talk about, but always excited to get into it here as uh, all the golfers come together and there's plenty of storylines to discuss. And it kind of starts here with the fact that the last time the Open Championship was contested at Royal Liverpool, it was 2014. Rory McIlroy won. The course, though, is a bit different. It was a par 72 last time. It's a par 71 this time. Uh, what significant change? have been made to this golf course and are we thinking it's going to play firm and fast or is there maybe some softer conditions uh, expected this year? Yeah, I mean, it's looking there's been a ton of rain both last month and this month and even this week. Uh, You know, hearing players talk about how it's it's not going to be as firm as what, you know, you'd like to see. Uh, Michael Kim gave a fantastic scouting report. He's a must-follow on Twitter, and he kind of broke that all down. And, you know, in 2014, um, you know, it was it was definitely firmer than this, but it wasn't certainly wasn't like it was in 2006. That was, of course, when Tiger Woods won, and he only hit driver one time the entire week, and he was just kind of laying up with his uh, four-iron or his two-iron, and, uh, you know, the ball was just rolling for hundreds of yards. Uh, so it's not going to be like that this week. You mentioned the changes. Um, you know, it is going to play slightly longer just because they only added about 75 yards, but it is a par 71 now instead of a 72. One of the par fives was changed to a par four. And the new hole is actually very short, the 17th. It's a new par three that replaces the 15th. It's only listed at 136 on the card, but it's an elevated green. It's very exposed by the coast, um, and it's got these treacherous deep bunkers and it's got people talking, and it sounds like the players aren't particularly pleased with this one. Jordan Spieth said you could see some carnage there. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick called it interesting. And now Pete Cowan, who's a legendary coach, he currently works with Brooks Kepko, he's worked with Rory McIlroy, he said, quote, it could ruin someone's career if the wind picks up the wrong way. So look out for this 17th hole. It's called Little Eye, but it's going to be a big challenge for these guys. Uh, I hope it doesn't ruin anyone's career. Um, no, yeah, I hope he's wrong about that. Yeah. It seems like driving accuracy, though, is going to be important. You alluded to it when Tiger won here. He just busted out two iron all day long. Uh, then fairways, driving distance maybe wasn't as important. But now here in 2023, the game plan probably has to be fairways, but also some some distance as well. So does that take away maybe some of the shorter hitters if distance is really paramount yeah no i think it does i mean for sure i mean that's you know links golf we love it because it kind of brings everybody into play you know you can play aggressively with drivers but you could also get away with it you know two irons three irons off the tee you're not going to really be able to do that as much this week uh, it's going to be playing a lot longer than again what what people saw in 2014 and certainly what they saw in 2006 so um you know, it doesn't take guys totally out of it, but it just means you have to be extra sharp. Now, that being said, the, the Bombers can't just go crazy here. And, you know, it's, you have to really be in control with your tee shots at this course in particular. Of the 14 
par fours or par fives, um, six of them have out of bounds on them. And when there's not out of bounds, there's always, you know, the high fescue lurking. And on a few of these holes, there's this internal out of bounds, which is getting a lot of talk, um, especially on the 18th hole, the par five, runs right along the right side. If you're just a little off the fairway, you're not only in the rough, you're, you're deemed out of bounds. You have to go back and, and replay your shot. So, uh, you know, obviously, as we know, the stroke and distance penalty is the harshest in the game. So, um, you know, you could be cruising along and you could hit a couple bad tee shots, and next thing you know, you've made a couple double bogeys. So uh, it's going to test, it's going to make you hit more drivers, but you're going to have to hit the driver straight this week. Uh, This tournament is also very challenging with the weather and the draw that you get, but at least on paper right now, it doesn't seem like there is maybe a significant draw advantage, at least here for Thursday. Carnage could be always looming around the corner. And again, on paper, it looks like things are going to be pretty calm for Thursday and then Friday, and maybe the rain starts to kick up again on Saturday. Exactly, and that's what we got to hope. You know, unless you're betting someone uh, planning on a a weather wave you know we've seen that in past opens uh you know i think maybe the most famous was the 2010 at st andrews when louis stays and had that huge lead he got incredibly lucky with the weather a lot of other people did too that week and they didn't take advantage like he did but um you know this tournament in particular is where you see weather play a factor and there's a lot of luck involved uh with your tee times uh you know with the bounces you're getting uh, but really with these tee times. But like you said, Thursday, Friday look to be pretty similar. Now, again, that could change in the, the next five minutes. They look to be pretty similar, and so do Saturday, Sunday, where more, more rain is going to come back. So everybody's going to be competing in this slog over the weekend. Um, you know, that's what Michael Kim was saying. Like, You know, the course could firm up a little by Friday, but it's not going to be anything crazy. He thinks there are going to be some really low scores probably shot on Thursday when the course is at its softest. Um, you got a front nine that's significantly easier than a back nine. So, you, again, you could see guys getting off to really hot starts and this, then just trying to hold on to the back nine. But I think, yeah, I think you're going to have to shoot a pretty good score on Thursday to feel like you're really in the mix because the course will get a little tougher on Friday, and then who knows what's going to happen with the weekend, um, you know, when, when that rain starts falling again. Alex Myers, Golf Digest here on KDUS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. All right, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Mm. plus 650 odds, so it's really hard to swallow those odds. But when it comes to just how historic this man is playing golf, his ball striking continues to be on another planet. His putting continues to lose strokes. Uh, It feels like if he can just get himself to be even strokes gained for the week, he's going to win. Uh, even strokes gained with the flat stick, that is, he is going to win just with how good that ball striking is. So how do you feel about placing a bet on Scotty this week? Yeah, so you know, it's funny. I've, I've talked myself out of it just because I've been talked into his co-favorite, although now you're right, he's kind of split back in front of Rory McIlroy. I've kind of been talking into Rory. Scotty was my number one bet. Uh, for the last month coming in, I kind of do this weekly, week by week update thing. Uh, I can't imagine him playing this good of golf an entire year and not winning a major. But again, I've kind of flipped to Rory. I'll probably regret that. But you're right. If he even putts to the field average, there's a great chance he wins this golf tournament. That's how historically great his ball striking has been. Again, we can only use these, you know, modern stats for the last 20 years, but 
only Tiger Woods is on this level. You know, he's got, what, 18 consecutive top 12s. He's got a huge top five streak going now as well. I mean, he literally never has a bad week. It's it's remarkable, and that's even with him struggling with the putter. So, um, no, I you know, Rory or Scotty, I can't do both. It's, it's silly because, like you said, it's tough to swallow those odds. But to me, it does make sense to at least bet one of them. Uh, the, one of my Rory bets is also, which I had Scotty, at the U.S. Open is a top five, you know, get your money back or whatever, mm-hmm. get, get something. You know, those guys are just so good right now, it's hard not to take them in one of those bets when all they have to do is finish in the top five and you at least get something back. So I love both those guys, but again, I've been talking to Rory, especially after that Scottish Open finish. Um, you know, he's been doing the not been doing the press tours and blowing off uh, press conferences. I don't really blame him. He's been doing a lot of talking the last year, and he's kind of sick of it. He's kind of over it, the whole live PGA Tour, potential merger and everything else. He's playing great golf right now, um, like Scotty. They're clearly the two best players in the world right now. I don't think there's any debate there. And, um, yeah, but I, I just can't take two of them. I'm going to lean with Rory, but uh, I, I might end up regretting that. So there's like zero actual, uh, you know, any, any metrics to back this up here. But is there any uh, cause for concern with a curse where you go and you win the Scottish Open and then you haven't been able to pull it <laughs> off and win the Open Championship? That's in reference there to Rory. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think there's really enough to go on with that because, you know, that, that just became a PGA Tour sanctioned event in the last few years. It's obviously got an incredible field just the last two years, really. Before that, it was, you know, a solid event, but nothing special. You never you didn't see a lot of the big names playing it. So I don't think we could hang our hat on that. I know there's other stats about, you know, world number ones not winning majors. That that hurts Scotty Schiffer. Again, I'm not going to read too much into that either. At some point, that has to change. Um, but, no, I, I do give Rory the edge based on the fact that he did win at this golf course in 2014. I think that has to count for something. And when you talk about a nine-year gap with a, a venue, especially an open venue, there aren't that many guys who are, are very familiar with this course. So right off the bat, Rory starts with a little bit of an edge. Um, there, Like we talked about, there are some changes to the course for sure, but certainly him being back there must feel nice. Um, it's not the last major he won. He won, you know, he won about a month later back in 2014, that PGA championship of Valhalla, but crazy to think it's been nine years since he's won a major. Um, you know, he's certainly the guy to beat now following that Scottish Open win, but um, I liked how he played there. I liked how he got acclimated to the conditions. And again, I think he's got, um, you know, little good odds on, on his side, uh, going back to rural Liverpool. Alex Myers, Golf Digest here on KDUS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Okay, so Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy have kind of anointed themselves as the two best. And when we kind of were heading into maybe the Masters conversation, we were talking about the big three, and that was John Rahm. And then he goes and he wins the Masters. But now he's kind of, uh, right or wrong, kind of tapered off a little bit here. He's at 12 to 1, and he's maybe that forgotten guy now. Uh, He started off the year in incredible form. As I mentioned, the Masters win. Uh, He's another guy who gains strokes off the tee he's a great ball striker so yep. is he a potential pivot here if he just can't stomach the numbers for scotty and rory yeah for sure i mean i was shocked to see that the other day that he's 12 to 1 13 to 1 maybe 14 to 1 in some places um you know all year we've kind of seen them all those three guys bunched at the top so uh, i i think he's a 
slightly underpriced there. So yeah, if you don't want to, you know, if you want a double digit guy, uh, he, he's certainly a more palatable choice. The guy who I, well, the two guys I really love, um, it, it, again, because, and again, you know, I'm saying that these two guys have separated themselves, but here you have, you mentioned John Robb, and of course we have Brooks Kepka, who's another major champ this year, and he's runner up to the Masters. Brooks Kepka is sitting there at 18 to 1. Now, I think because he's never won a Claret Jug, people just kind of assume he's not an open championship player, but he's got a solid record over here. Um, he's a great driver of the ball. He's a, he's a very, for one of the bombers, he's pretty accurate. And, uh, you know, again, he's, we just know what he does at these majors. So, um, you know, I think he, he wants all the history with the majors. He wants double-pitch majors. He wants to do the grand slam. Uh, he's got to win the open at some point. I think this course sets up uh, as well as, as some of the other places. And then another guy in that regard, another great driver, who's in the 22 range, I think I got him last week at 25, he was my first bet, was Victor Hovland, who we've seen, you know, down the stretch at uh, three majors in the last year. I had him last year at the Open. He kind of broke my heart. He didn't really get anything going that final Sunday playing with Rory. But um, Victor Hovland is just one of the great drivers of the ball with Rory, with Rom. Um, he's right there. And, uh, again, you know, in the past year he's, Given himself a lot of experience contending at majors. Uh, I, I think he's tremendous. I think we're going to see some spectacular outfits from him as always. I think we'll see some spectacular drives from him as always. And, you know, he gets a little knocked for that short game, but I, I don't think it matters quite as much here uh, when you're playing more of these low bump and run shots. So Victor Hovland was actually my first bet last week. Uh, and then I added Rory and, and Brooks and kind of going with the three headed monster of those guys uh, heading into tomorrow. Yeah, Brooks at 18-1 to 1, uh, got me there uh, just with how well he hits the ball. And yeah. when you dive into it, yeah, don't look at necessarily how he played at Royal Liverpool in 2014. Just look at the totality of his, his Open Championship experiences, and it's better than you may think. Uh, in right. that 22-category range, you also have Cam Smith, who is the defending champion. You also have Patrick Cantlay. Cam Smith, though, uh, obviously short game, elite but when it comes to hitting the ball accurately, I think that that, at least for me, uh, takes him out of the equation for me here at this golf course because I think there is a premium on accuracy. And Patrick Cantlay, statistically, he makes sense here. But then you look at the fact that he's never been within five of the lead heading into Sunday of a major. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on a crooked cam. Uh, I'm <laughs> kidding. I call. I just came up with that. I feel bad. But he, I agree with you. I mean, he. He's, um, you know, I know he's the defending champ. Uh, obviously, he's probably about the fifth best player in the world. Uh, but I don't think this course sets up nearly as well as St. Andrews did for him last year. Um, you know, I think he's defending. I think there's some stuff going on there. It's tough. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually my my biggest bet is a. I, I wanted a Brooks Kepka versus Patrick Cantlin, but I haven't found that matchup yet because they are playing together, which the RNA kind of seemed like they were almost trolling Brooks because we know Brooks was waiting on Patrick Cantley at the Masters and got visibly frustrated. But I'm doing a Kepka versus Cam Smith instead. It's about even. I think Kepka's a slight minus 120 guy. I just think, um, again, I love Kepka this week, and I don't love Cam Smith this week. And, you know, you, you're getting them around the same odds. So, um, those, yeah, and, and you nailed it on the head with that stat with Patrick Cantley. I mean, I – forgot when that came out, if it was before the U.S. Open or the PGA, but 
that is a just a brutal stat for a guy who is, you know, a top five player in the world to have never even been in contention heading into the final of a major. I know he made a run at the 2019 Masters late, but to never have even been within five shots going into a final round of the major, I just don't know how you can bet the guy. I mean, again, I'm not saying he's never going to win a major in his career. He's obviously a tremendous player. But, um, you know, you got to play the numbers here, right, Kayla? And, and to me, a guy who's never even come close to winning, uh, I don't know how you can bet on him winning when there's so many other guys in the same odds range I mean, like, why is Brooks Kepka priced even near this guy? Brooks Kepka's won five majors, including one this year. So, yeah, I think Cam uh, Patrick Canley is very overpriced this week, and I think Cam Smith's a little overpriced this week just based on the fact that he's the defending champ. What are we supposed to do with guys like Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Tyrrell Hatton, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth coming off back-to-back missed cuts, and then Dustin yeah. Johnson? Well, a couple of those names interest me. Kyle Morikawa, actually. I mean, we know he he won an Open already uh, in England. Uh, another very straight driver of the golf ball. Nice little fade. Uh, and and DJ again is is another guy like Brooks. Of all those bombers, you know, we don't have the strokes gained stats for him now since he's been on live. But you know, you just picture him hitting that low bullet kind of fade. Um, and he's got a sneaky. Solid open record as well. I remember he's a 36-hole leader one um, before letting it get away. But um, so again, I'm focusing on the, the guys who can put it in the fairway off the tee. And and for me, of the guys you just said, it would be DJ and Morikawa. Obviously, Spieth has a tremendous uh, open championship record. He's never missed a cut. He won back in 2017 again at another English course. But he's just been a little erratic recently. I thought this was going to be a big year for him. The advanced metrics kind of said it was, but he's kind of cooled off lately, including the missed cut last week at the Scottish Open. Um, and again, because of the, the out-of-bounds and everything else, you know he's due for that one or two wild swings per round. He could really get penalized this course. So I'm, I'm staying away from him, even though I know his, uh, his open record is, is pretty stellar. Wrapping things up here with Alex Myers from Golf Digest as we're having an open championship from Royal Liverpool conversation. Uh, I'm going to lump him in this category as long as some long shots here. I went with Justin Rose, a little concerned maybe about length, but certainly he has the accuracy and the iron play to get it done. Do you have any other long shots for us? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much more accurate than Corey Connors. Uh, and, uh, you know, actually his odds have moved pretty significantly more now in the 60 to one range. He was 80 to one when I was looking last week. So I'm kind of kicking myself there. Um, his wife actually picked up Adam Shank's clubs at the airport when they were missing. So he's got some good karma coming to him <laughs> as well. Uh, but no, I, I really like Corey Connors. Um, he's a Canadian, you know, the, the cold weather, the wind's not going to bother him much. Um, and then down in the, you know, kind of even below that, there are two guys who were at least when I looked yesterday, hundred to one area. Um, Russell Henley, okay, he's 91 now. Russell Henley, uh, T4 at the Masters this year, T14 at the U.S. Open, another pretty straight hitter. Um, and who is my other guy down in here? Oh, I like Keegan Bradley in the 100 range. Another, I, I don't I don't think he's going to win this tournament, but if you're looking for a top 10, top 20 bet, you know, playing the best golf of his life recently at that Travelers Championship, one of the great drivers of the golf ball, certainly has the length, does not have a great open record, admittedly, but again, I think, this course of maybe all the open rota, 
maybe sets up best for him by by focusing on his driving prowess. So I like those two guys in that 100-to-1 range. Alex, it's always a blast catching up with you, talking golf, and uh, it's sad that this is the final major of the year, but I know we'll be doing it again soon. Appreciate the time as always, and uh, have fun staying up late or getting up early. That's right. Yeah, it'll be getting up early for me. Same same to you, Kayla. Thanks as always, and uh, good luck with all your bets. Thanks you so much. Once again, he is Alex Myers there of Golf Digest as we were getting into the Open Championship from Royal Liverpool. The official card for me, uh, FanDuel had an insurance here, so I did go Scotty Scheffler plus 650. Uh, If it doesn't hit and he finishes in the top 20, you get your money back. So excited about that potential opportunity on the horizon for Scotty Scheffler. Brooks Kepka at 18 to 1, going Dustin Johnson 33 to 1, taking that long shot, Justin Rose at 60. 60 to 1, also taking him top 30 at plus 120. And Min Woo Lee, he seems to show up in these big time events. He finished T15 at the British Masters a couple of weeks ago, top 30 at plus 140 for Min Woo Lee. And Alex Myers piqued my interest about some head to head matchups. I do feel pretty good about Brooks Kepka, so seeing where I can find him in some head to head matchups this week, or also maybe even thinking about trying to fade Cam Smith in particular head to head matchups as well. 